The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to start by highlighting the second reading from the book of Revelation. It's chapter 21. It's the end of the book of Revelation, which is a mysterious book for sure. St. John, the evangelist, is credited with writing the book of Revelation. And it's this mysterious vision that he has of the church. And at the end... He's quoting what Jesus himself is telling him. Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will always be with them as their God. That sounds like a promise to me. And for those of us with faith in the Blessed Sacrament, God has kept his promise that he is himself with us, Emmanuel, God with us. And then he goes on. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain, for for the old order has passed away. So that's a future promise. That's what heaven will be like. In heaven there will be no more death, or mourning, or wailing, or pain. For the old order will indeed pass away. And a new order will be established definitively. And that's why he says at the very end here today, Behold, I make all things new. So there's a new world order that Jesus has established the order of grace. And today we honor Mary, who is full of grace. So she not only embodies the fullness of what we are called to become, but she also, in a sense, is a living hope for us and a sign of what is to come. Mary becomes a sign of what we will experience in heaven because she's there, body and soul. She was assumed into heaven, body and soul. So she has this, she always had it, this perfect balance and harmony within herself. 
But now she even has her glorified body in heaven. So she was a model for us in life. She is a model for us as we live our lives. And then she becomes for us this sign of hope. And that's something really important. I think sometimes hope is the forgotten theological virtue. If the Holy Spirit is the forgotten person of the Trinity, I think hope is the forgotten virtue, the, for, the forgotten theological virtue, faith, hope, and love. Hope is really important, perhaps today more than ever. And hope is a certain certainty of things not yet seen. And when we can't see them, that's why we have to hope and believe that it will happen, that it will take place, that God will be faithful to his promises, that he will deliver. But I think he wants us to know through his mother that he is delivering. It's not just something that will happen at the end of our lives or at the end of time, but he's delivering today. Because what is that beautiful responsorial psalm for Easter Sunday? This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. So there is a promise that God keeps even for today. And he delivers a certain amount of our inheritance to us today and each and every day. He gives us himself. In just a few minutes, we will receive him in holy communion. So he's giving us himself as our divine bridegroom. And today he reminds us of this new commandment to love one another. As he loved us, so we should love one another. So that's not a natural kind of love, but that's a supernatural kind of love. Which means we really can't do it without his grace, his power, and his presence. So it's not a matter of us trying harder. I think sometimes we Catholics get it a little backwards. And we motivate ourselves and we motivate each other to just try harder. <laughs> to practice more virtue. But it's not something that we can just will to happen. We just can't flip a switch. If it were that easy, then we would all be doing it. So if it's not that easy, then it necessarily means that we need help from on high. We need his grace. But that's exactly what he gives us. Anytime we pray, but especially when we receive Holy Communion, we get this fresh outpouring of grace. God's power and presence. And we start living more and more for that world which is to come. And our hope is increased. And so is our faith. And so is this love. This divine love. So we ask Mary today to pray for us in a particular way as we honor her. We crown her the queen of this mass. And here's a little something that I like to pray when I receive communion. Maybe you've never thought of it, but Mary herself went to Mass and received Holy Communion from 
the hands of Peter and John in particular. So you could ask Mary today, help me, Mary, help me to receive Jesus in Holy Communion the way that you did when you went to Mass. Imagine after Jesus had ascended into heaven and she would go to Mass for her, it must have been like a new Nazareth, a new Annunciation, or a new Bethlehem, a new birth. Because she got to receive him in a new way at each and every Mass, and so do we. So Mary, we ask you to help us today to receive Jesus like you did. And to receive him with love and affection as he pours his affection into us. May we adore him in our hearts, in your company, like never before. Amen.